Hello and welcome to another episode of Chino and the Hills. This is episode two of season two. Uh, I have a very special guest on today. Um, I'm really excited about this one, actually. A longtime friend of mine, uh, played soccer in college together, went to school, lived together at points. Um, And now Ian Trantow is a a major part in the Chino Hills community. So um, without further ado, Ian, welcome. Mr. Trantow. Ian, Coach Trantow, we'll, we'll get into that, but um, well, welcome to the to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here and uh, you know talk about Chino and Chino Hills and everything going on with our community right now. Yeah, this one this one will be fun. Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, just kind of introduce yourself a little bit. So, I'm Ian Tronto. Um, I'm a special education teacher over at Chino Hills High School. I'm also the Chino Hills boys soccer varsity coach there. I've been kind of involved with club at Freedom Freedom Football Club, which is a Chino Hills-based club. Um, just recently moved to a different group out in Riverside. But as far as the community goes, I've been I've been kind of tied into it since, you know, me and you were in college. Like, I think I started coaching at Ayala High School when I was 19 years old. So I've been coaching in the area 10, going on 11 years. Um, You're but, jumping way ahead. Take us back to like AYSO years of Ian. Where'd you grow oh, up? Oh, you want me to go way back? Yeah. Where, like, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? All that good stuff. Got it. Um, so I grew up in Riverside, California. Um, I started playing soccer six or seven years old. Um, I raced one of my best friends back in recess and they said I was fast and I didn't even soccer was I didn't come from a soccer family um and then my dad kind of stepped in and felt like he's like I could coach him so he coached me for a little bit and uh that's how that lasted about two years (laughs) 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 moved somewhere else away from my dad coaching me that was Um, as long as you could take him or he could take you oh I think I think my mom made him I think (laughs) my mom made him quit once she saw how much we were bickering and fighting every single day after practice and stuff. Sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, I ended up going to uh, Arlington High School out in Riverside. Um, after that, went to Cal State Bakersfield and then eventually transferred to Cal Poly Pomona. Any notable roommates at uh, Bakersfield? Mm, I had one named Keith. I had one named Keith at my, uh, I'm just joking, obviously you. Obviously, no, at Bakersfield, you. at Bakersfield. Oh, at Baker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got ahead of it. Um, so I did. I uh, <laughs> I lived with uh, Jossie Zardes, who plays on the Columbus Crew currently, and he uh, played on the U.S. He is still still on the roster for the U.S. national team. I don't know. They're kind of in in that kind of weird player pool thing. Yeah, he's definitely in the pool. Former Galaxy player. Um, mm. Yeah, I played with him, and he he was. Um, Awesome, awesome player, even better person. So that was a really fun experience living with him. He's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. You know, even when I would try to make him mad or try to play jokes on him or try to get under his skin a little bit, like nothing got to that guy. So that that was uh that was frustrating for me. But because I, <laughs> I like doing that to people. But I mean it, it was an awesome experience just kind of seeing his development and him going through those things. Uh kind of just being a regular kid and just actually seeing where he ended up. Um, and I, again, all, all props to him. He was, he was, uh, 
he deserves the world because he was one of the best guys that I've ever known. And he's doing a lot for his community. I think he's doing a lot for out in Hawthorne, Hawthorne. Out yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my notable, my notable roommate. So you get to Cal Poly. <laughs> What's that? I was, I was saying you were my notable roommate. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, so you get to Cal Poly. What, what did you major in at, at Cal Poly? Uh, I majored in kinesiology. So kinesiology, I started as an exercise science in the exercise science branch of kinesiology. And then I got through about two quarters of it and I realized this is too hard for me. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So, and I saw some kids, you know, playing, playing Frisbee outside and for, as a class. And I was like, this looks cool. <laughs> want to go into this and then it actually eventually I actually ended up really enjoying it and really liking the teaching side of things um so I'm really glad I did make that decision um was that your first like introduction into potentially going into education or had you ever thought about that before uh that was that was my first introduction yeah. so I went in and I think I was just kind of a young young kid you know you you knew me as a as a youngster but I was yeah in- I'm trying to think what year was it that we we've we actually met before you went even to Bakersfield when you were playing club. Uh, what, what year did you graduate high school? Uh, I graduated high school in 2009. So you, that was like 2008, so I met in like 2008, 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so I, I had no plans. I was actually a criminal justice major at Bakersfield. Okay. And then I moved to uh, a different branch, but I wanted to do with criminal justice. Then I re- found out I didn't need a degree in it. You know, I just wanted to do sheriff's department and, um, or CHP. And then I ended up changing my mindset, trying to do physical therapy, then kind of got burnt out with that. And then I went into the pedagogy branch and I'm really glad I stuck with it because that got me introduced to teaching. Um, I don't do PE teaching now. That's kind of what pedagogy was, but it kind of got me into the educational field. And that's where I really found a passion for teaching in the classroom and working with some of our, um, all of our students and um, specifically our special education um, community. I just, I just love, love the students, love the kids I get to be in contact with and love the camaraderie I get to have with those students. So I'm really happy I did make that change. Nice. So you get through Cal Poly, um, graduate after seven, 13 years or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Three major changes. No. (laughs) And and a couple red shirts, yellow shirts and, and gray shirts mixed in. Um, that's, that's an inside joke, but, um, with injuries, I did the same thing. I had a, I had a red shirt, so I had an additional season, but it's, it's what happens. We take and Wilder is one of my heroes, so <laughs> kind of follows exactly. footsteps. Exactly. So, uh, after Cal Poly, what was, what was, where'd you go from there? So after Cal Poly, I took about a year off. Um, I got into substitute teaching, seeing if this was, this was really the path. I was kind of a, I wouldn't say I was lost. I knew I wanted to be an educator. I just didn't know really where I wanted to go with it. And then I started um, subbing different classes, different ages, different, you know, I did everything from K through 12, kindergarten, all the way to seniors in high school. And uh, I really found a passion for the high school age. Uh, I really enjoyed just being able to communicate with these kids and or these young adults and being able to have actual real life conversations with these these students. I think it's just a really cool experience. So after I got done subbing and kind of found that, I ended up going to the University of Laverne, getting my um, teaching credential. Uh, I was the graduate assistant coach over there with uh, Coach Trevor Person. 
So we had a couple good seasons, a couple rougher seasons, but a couple good seasons <laughs> too. So that, that was a fun experience. Um, on the soccer side, starting with the soccer side, that was a lot of fun getting to coach at that level and, and being around the college environment once I was done with it. Um, and then as far as the, the school level goes, it was, it was, really, it was really a good program. Um, helped me kind of build a roadmap for myself, see what I want to do. Kind of gave me a lot of tools I would need with these things because this was this was something I was you know just learning like this was something I didn't have set in place or I didn't have this passion when I you know growing up as a high school or even my early years of college so it, it they helped me a lot just kind of figure out how to communicate properly and how to get through to different kinds of kids with different you know whether it's you know a learning disability or um just a just a regular kid having a hard day you know they give us a lot of tools to kind of work with every every kind of scenario so um it ended up being a, a really good really good experience that one took me a while too though by the way <laughs> status uh <laughs> but i actually just got fully credentialed in december so nice finally done congrats thank you <laughs> So all the while you you were coaching club and high school or on and off back and forth as as well, right? Yes, yes. So my 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 money maker and and also just my passion and my my you know you hear about those guys that that quit playing and they how much they miss it and things like that. I've never really missed playing because I think I've kept myself around the game so much. Um, I've you know I've had a couple opportunities to coach at college and I just. You know, it's not seeing what some of our ex-coaches have had to go through and doing those things. It just wasn't something I wanted to do. But as far as my passion is really just helping the kids, helping the kids that have that potential to go to the next level. And even the ones that don't, just to make sure, you know, to give them those those life skills or to teach them discipline, all those things that come with any any team sport. Um, that's a real big passion of mine that I'll probably stick with me forever. So going back to your question, I was uh, – I don't remember the year, but I was at Ayala High School for about four years. Um, Did your motion lights just go off? <laughs> my motion lights just turned off. I might I have wanna, to get up in a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get my, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to run real quick. All right. Ian's so, doing this this interview on campus. So, um, the, the, <laughs> mind you, it's it's after working hours. So, putting in extra time. I, uh, yeah. Overtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've been, I coached Ayala four years and I got my first club team when I took over for one of the coaches at Ayala, he was, he moved to Pennsylvania and he gave me a team at Freedom. And then I kind of, uh, worked my way up when Freedom became a director over there working with, um, you know, got to know those coaches and the president really well and still really close to them. Good friends with them is still, uh, and then about four years down the road, I got an opportunity to move to Chino Hills high school and coach here. Um, you know, and that's been a great move because our, our principal, he's, he's been awesome and he's, you know, really worked with me, A, on the athletic side and B, from the educational side. So I'm really, really happy with the move and really happy that I did make that transition. Um, it's a great school. And again, the, the community is, is something else, you know, Chino Hills, Chino, the, you know, the people here, it's just, it's just a really, really great area to work and a really great area to be in whether it be sports school coaching whatever it is so really happy about it so 
Yeah. So to be clear, you started coaching there before actually being on staff as a teacher. You just started last year as a teacher, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I've been, this would be my fifth year coaching if we were doing a little bit more, but due to right. the circumstances. Right. Um, but yeah, fifth year coaching, but my first year teaching. So you came in, what, what month was it that you started? In 2020, right? It, yes. 2020, my, my first year at Chino Hills was, uh, or my first month was, when did the school start? Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, not August, September, September 2020. So you came into it in the thick of uh, at-home distance learning um, and all that stuff. So quite, a, quite an introduction into the... Uh, you know, education system in your first year, trying to, <laughs> you know, trying to get your, your head wrapped around everything as far as educating. And, oh, by the way, let's just do it, um, you know, distance wise. Um, you know, so to tell us exactly like wh where you're at now, um, you kind of alluded to it, you're, you're doing, um, you know, the, the, the special ed, um, kind of talk a little bit about, the, about exactly what you're, what you're working on right now, kind of like your different classes and stuff like that. So I'm, uh, I focus on just English and then, you know, just kind of looking over my students, things like that, checking their schedules, checking their grades, making sure they're okay, just being in contact with the parents. Um, but my actual classes I teach are English. So I do, you know, my own English class. And then I'm also in a collaboration setting with another teacher, working with another teacher in the classroom. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to, to it's it's been a, a little different last year I was actually when I was teaching in Riverside for that last year I was teaching science so now I got moved over to English and it's been awesome I've always loved English I mean I wouldn't say I loved it but I've always uh, been pretty good at it so yeah. it's kind of been a natural move for me um, but I mean as far as with COVID it's it's definitely different it's definitely different um, me personally, I, I would love for the kids to be back and I, I feel, you know, empathetic towards them with what they're going through and what they're doing. You know, I've been through this. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I can teach for 30, 40 more years, you know, and they, they only get these three or four years of high school um, to experience those things from the yeah. social side, from the prom, from the going to the games, playing the sports, doing all those things and all that's kind of taken away from them. So it's, it's really hard. We see a lot of, and we're dealing with a lot of that as teachers, as um, role models with these students and trying to just get them through it because it is a struggle. It's a struggle. You, you're seeing it, you know, from the academic side, from the athletic side, from the motivation side with these kids. And um, it's, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we really have all the answers because we still have several students struggling more than others and things like that. And, you know, we just have to be there, be there for them as much as we can and be supportive and try to motivate them and, and try to talk, you know, I try to be as transparent as I can with my kids and try to get through to them somehow, but it, it is a constant battle right now, you know, yeah. and it's not their fault at all. It's yeah. that that's the worst part about it. You know, it's, they didn't put themselves in this situation. The situation came upon them. So that that's really the big struggle and kind of the, the bummer of the year, you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I have a special needs um, sister myself and, you know, she went through the special ed education programs throughout. And I mean, I know that school was like 
everything for her, right? Like mm -hmm. the social aspect of it and, you know, just all that was just so huge. So that, that community specifically, um, obviously, you know, d definitely takes an additional hit um, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. and, and to have that like interaction in person and, and, you know, it's just the nature of nature of things. Um, what, what drew, what drew you to going the, the special education route? Um, I, I just, I've always, like I said, I, I, before I got into the actual like credential program and stuff, I kind of subbed around. So that was kind of like my gateway, just checking out everything. You know, I did, e, I did English, I did science, I did technology I did and then I did my you know the different levels of special education and I just you know my first day I even remember it, it wasn't even a high school it was actually a middle school out in uh in Riverside I believe it was Shamawa Middle School um and I you know just working with these kids I, I just loved it I loved it you know there's there's just so much like like, like any student, you gotta you gotta break through some of their shells a little bit. But there's just always such good human beings, such such good hearts with with a lot of our students that it's it's just awesome to work with them. Um, you know, and you, you I love the fact that they can lean on you a little bit more in this setting. Um, not this setting, not the computer setting, but yeah. just in the special education setting and being that role model and being that that guide and being that person that can kind of be there for them because that's something that even with my coaching I try to do you know and I I like to think you know I'm sure there's a few players that haven't liked me in the past <laughs> but I like to think I have a good rapport and good um relationship with my with my players and as well as with my students and I felt like that this was the best route to go with that because um you know if you if you get through and kind of break through that 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 thick skin of a lot of these kids you know you've kind of created a relationship forever, especially with those students. Like they always know they can go back to you and do those things and they can rely on you. You just have to break through that trust barrier at first, right? Yeah. But that's kind of the biggest thing because I, I would say, you know, that's a big passion of mine, just helping and guiding and doing those things. Again, with the coaching and with, with the teaching, it's, it's one of my favorite things. I, was, I, I think I was talking to someone, you know, the other day about this. I can't remember who it was and it's, I, I know I have a long way to go for as a teacher and to learn different things and to continue learning, continue developing. But the one thing that I, I really have a passion for and I think I'm really good at is, is, you know, caring for the kids and, and being there for the kids and creating a good environment for the kids where a lot of these kids need that kind of environment. So that's kind of where I kind of fell in love with it. Um, giving them that outlet, giving them that support because it's something that comes to me. Uh, believe it or not, because I know I used to play a couple pranks here and there on you guys, on you at, in college and stuff. But um, I do think that is something I'm more natural with is just giving that caring, that caringness to those students and helping them through whatever issues they're going through. Yeah, it's, I never thought about this, but like, if uh, you know, my next question was going to be kind of what's the difference between coaching high school and coaching club. But I think it circles back to this too. It's like you kind of are. Um, have like a link or a connection with different kind of there's different alterations I would imagine that you have to make towards each of these different factions you're, you're teaching the the high school students and then the, the club because you know obviously age difference but like it's just a different environment as mm -hmm. well um, so it's kind of interesting that you have to kind of alter that 
that uh, mindset and the way you communicate and, and stuff like that. Um, so that, that that's, that's an interesting uh, t- tidbit that I kind of took from that. So what, what did, what would you say is kind of the difference between the club coaching versus the, the high school coaching um, or anything? I, I would say probably. So it's hard I, for being soccer specific, being yeah. soccer, I do think there's more opportunity for the players that have the ability in at the club level. Um, obviously, if you make a deep run in CIF in high school, you'll get coaches to your games and stuff like that. But I do think that, you know, that's something you can't take away from these kids that have the talent, have the potential. You need to let them do those things. You need to let them do both. But if they were to choose one, they have to do that. If they had, do have that goal in mind to play in college like we did and and do those things because the 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 platform is bigger at the club level whereas on the other hand though at the high school level um against just talking about the players experience is is the experience you do it for the experience you do it for your pride you do it to get fans that just aren't your mom and dad at your games you get to do it to ride the buses with your teammates which you don't get that at club academy uh ecnl whatever you're at um, so I, I do think they both do give a really good, valuable benefits to this, to our kids. Uh, it just, you know, sometimes the reality is they can't do both. They can't do both, but if they do, are able to do both, I always try to push them to, um, as far as coaching goes, uh, the high school, a lot of the times you, you don't get to, it's really fun because it's kind of that little three month season. It's not, right. That, it's quick. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's quick. So it's, you know, implement, implement, master it, and then let's go, uh, go do it on the field, you know, and you don't get to really pick your players. It's not like we're a servite or something like that, where there is that opportunity. Um, public schools, you know, there's, there's no recruiting or none of that. And so we have to work with what we have as coaches and try to make the both most of it and play to the strengths of what we get where a club is just that continuous, 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 continuous thing. And, if you make a name for yourself and your team makes a name for themselves, hopefully you get a couple guys, guys or girls. For what, I say girls because I just picked up my first girls team. So yeah. that's yeah. an experience in itself. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, there's another one, right? Like yeah. that's a totally different experience as well. The communicating yes. to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I just think um, those are just kind of the biggest things. Like it, you have that time to continuously kind of grow. If they don't get it the first day, you know, you can do it again the next day. High school is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, because it's three months and we're done, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot right. of sense. What, what is the current uh, state of affairs with, with soccer um, at Chino Hills High School? Like, are, I know that, you know, some sports have been able to train. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's been lots of, lots of uh, implications with regards to whether you're going to compete at all this year. It's not looking positive. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, soccer season would have theoretically basically already passed. Um, mm-hmm. But what's, what's the current state of affairs? Did you, have you done any training? Uh, are you currently, what's, what's going on there? Yeah. So um, right before Christmas break, which I believe was December, I might be wrong on the state, but I think it was around December 18th or something. We were cleared to start doing conditioning. So there was no equipment, six feet apart, kids wear masks in. We were allowed to take the masks off when they were allowed to take the masks off when they're running, um, you know, but we couldn't touch a ball. We couldn't have any contact. So we did that till actually literally this week was the first week we were able to touch equipment. 
Wow. So it was fun. It, it was finally fun. We had actually, believe it or not, we had more kids come out. Huh. <laughs> kids don't like just running apparently, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we the, now we have been cleared to uh, use equipment. We still can't do contact, but we are doing drills and, and just working on their touches. And then we also got cleared to do uh, weight room. So we're doing weight room twice a week and then we're going on the field twice a week. And I, I'm trying to make it. Uh oh. There we go. Lights Sorry. went oh. out again. The lights went out. I told this Podcast out. listeners wouldn't notice, but if you're viewing this, um, <laughs> we'll cut right, we're back in action. <laughs> um, I'm trying to make it uh, experience kind of so the kids can kind of take something away. Again, me being a club coach as well as a, a high school coach, I understand the dynamics, which you don't really get that at a lot of high schools. Unfortunately, a lot of these coaches aren't club coaches or didn't play at the next level or didn't coach at the next level. So I get what they're going through. And um, so I'm trying to give them something that they can take back to both levels from the sense of, you know, we work on balance work one day or stability or injury prevention, or we work on strengthening uh, because a lot of these clubs, you know, they don't have a gym and we do. So we can work on that with our kids. Um, So I'm trying to do something like that while still keeping them engaged. I think the biggest thing though is, you know, our our principal said it best. He's like, it's always easier to plan that there is going to be a season then uh, if there isn't, and then there is a season. Yeah. So we are trying to treat it as if we are going to have a season and we are going to play and we we're putting together some groups um, to move forward. And if it's not this year, it's next year, but maybe it is this year. So we, we are going to keep preparing like it's this year, just to keep the kids engaged, keep them coming and, uh, and keeping them out because a lot of these kids, a lot of these students, they've been stuck in front of a screen for the yeah. last Right, right. Just to get them outside. And I I, I try to be as transparent as possible with them. And even during the conditioning phase, I I told them day one, I'm like, look, I don't want to kill you guys, (laughs) run you guys to death, but this is for you guys. And just to be out, I want you guys to hang out. I want you guys to get some, you know, social interaction with each other and with other people, because a lot of them are missing it. And we, we have kids that don't play club. Uh, Club's been going on for a couple months now, uh, a little longer than high school. So at least they got to do that. But some some of our kids don't have that luxury to do club. So for those kids, this is giving them the outlet to get outside and exercise a bit and, and get some fresh air and get some sunlight because, you know, the depression and all those things are through the roof with our students right now. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing on why I'm staying, why we as a program are staying uh, very committed to it and moving the kids forward. I mean, I invited some of our kids, some of the kids from my, my, one of my classes that don't even play soccer. I was like, hey, we do weight room Monday, Wednesday, like fill out the forms and come out just to try to give that yeah. that wants to do it, to get yeah. outside and, and um, you know, get out of that room, get out of that dark room and, and see the sunlight again and get some fresh air. For so sure. uh, it, it's a gray area. We, we what's happening really we're just waiting on the state and the district to approve us some more and until then we're going to do what we can do you know fair enough progress progress for sure progress uh what have what have previous i'll give you a little chance to kind of uh, brag a little bit what have previous seasons looked like under the uh coach Trantow regime um oh boy. any successes um you know is it yeah. a, is it a chino hills basketball um 
we're not there. Success. But, <laughs> or where, 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 where's, where's the program looking? And, and we're not, we're not, we're not quite ball, ball brothers. <laughs> but, uh, but we, we've been good. We've, uh, so I've been here five years. We've won league two of those five years. Um, we've been to CIF four out of those five years, um, made some good runs. I think the biggest thing for our program to brag about though, is how many kids that have gone through the program and, you know, I, I know it's not all our program doing it. A lot of these kids play outside of here, but we are, I do like to think that we play a factor in our students going to the next level. And um, one of our boys just signed for San Diego state, actually our signing day was yesterday. Um, but we've sent guys to Cal Poly Pomona, San Diego state, San Marcos, Dominguez Hills. We've sent guys to really good programs um, and just keeping them, keeping them developing, even at this level, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, I know a lot of people in the soccer community hear this, that high school is a joke and stuff like that. So we take yeah. a lot of pride in making it not feel that way and treating it serious, but also working with our athletes to try to help them with their individual goals. So, you know, at the end of the day, if we can send kids to college and, you know, the competitive side of me is, you know, the next thing up is we want to get a CIF ring and yeah. that's going to be the goal and the mission. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, but we send, un, you know, however many kids to college that that's a bigger deal in our book anyways. So, uh, yeah, we have, a uh, we got, uh, as far as individual awards go, we've, I mean, every year we have guys in first team all league. We've had two league MVPs in the last five years. Um, both of them went on to go play in college. So it's been good. It's been a really good experience, fun experience. Um, again, it, I think a lot of it is due to our support, our support system here. Our principals are really big advocate for us. Our assistant principals are big advocates for us and they do whatever it takes for me to be successful with, with our kids. So if I, you know, go to them, I'm like, Hey, I need to use the field that they'll, you know, problem. you know, there's never really even a thought about it. They just want to make sure that the students are happy and I'm happy and we're trying to make a successful program. Good deal. What did I miss? Anything, uh, any uh, messages you want to get out there? Anything that I may have missed uh, asking? Oh, I don't know. There was not, none about uh, the college days, huh? No, but we'll, we'll keep it uh, strictly uh, <laughs> professional as much as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's it as far as like the community stuff goes. Yeah. If you want me to go into all my playing day stuff if you ever <laughs> but that might be a three-hour podcast yeah a that'll, be a, that'll be a, a different segment <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, okay uh what's your favorite lunch or dinner spot in chino or chino hills Ooh, um let me this is that you put me on a spot on this one i did i did give me a sec and everybody always wants to come up with like three or four answers so I want, just want one. one. I want one. You, you, you just got to highlight that one. Hmm. I, I don't want to go so basic. I feel like people are going to, people are going to. It, it better I, not be Subway. No, I wasn't going to say Subway. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Subway. I'll, I'll, so I'll do, uh, I love Joey's barbecue. Okay. Uh, there you go. The Chino jam. Nice. You know, I know because the corner's closed now, so I know that that know. was going to be the the answer. But uh, yeah, I know, I know. My my old coach is the corner. We know that place. Joey's is a Joey's is a good pull. That's a good pull. Yeah, I mean, you love it. You gotta love it. Yeah. Like good food, you know, good drinks. That one's great. 
And I'll throw in one new one. Just maybe it's just because it's close to us, but uh, I do like the new roll em up taquito place. Okay. All right. Down the street. So I know it's not as, as uh, you know, iconic yet, at least. Well, but, it went like viral on TikTok like a couple months ago, and you couldn't get, you like the line was crazy for like three weeks. You couldn't mm-hmm. get into the place. So. Um, maybe it's Danielle gonna go viral and I went, again because uh, Coach Tranto said it's it's the spot. Roll them up. Roll them up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, me and Danielle went uh, like a month ago, and I maybe it was during that time, but it took us like forty five minutes to get through. Yeah, but it wasn't it had it had nothing to do with the service or anything. There was just that many cars there. It yeah, was crazy. No, yeah, it's uh, it it's I think some like big TikToker posted about it or something like that. And then all of a sudden people were coming from everywhere to, to check out the, the roll them up. Exactly. They have like the new churro place down the street from our school too. That one's pretty good, but that's more like a dessert place. That one's good. All right. Well, you've thrown out some gems, so we're all set. Good deal. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it, dude. Um, (laughs) this is fun. Uh, Thanks for uh, listening in, watching in uh, on another episode of Chino in the Hills. And until next time, have a good day. Bye. Hi, Thomas here. Thanks so much for listening in. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, if you have a suggestion for another person we should interview, or you would like to be interviewed, please be sure to send us a DM on our Instagram at Chino and the Hills. Thanks. Bye.